When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Sustainable Success Radio Show. Hope everyone's having a great week. Again, here in the New York area, more snow. But, you know, here at Sustainable Success, we're able to persevere through anything, right? So we will make do what we have to do to get things done. So hopefully for you, you're in better weather, and we're wishing you uh, more success for the rest of your week. So again, those that are new to the Sustainable Success Radio Show, you can find our past episodes at Sustainable Success 2017. That's on Facebook. That is our Facebook page or the Voice America Influencers channel. Again, you can Google Sustainable Success, and there you'll be able to find all past episodes with the many great guests that we've had on to share their expertise that offers you insight to have sustainable success in your business and personal life. Today, we have a great guest today, uh, Jeff Hoffman. And before I formally introduce Jeff, I do want to mention our sponsor today is Flight Bike. Sitting is the new smoking. Now you can burn calories, boost your mood, and energize anywhere you sit with Flight Bike portable pedals. They are NEAT certified by the Mayo Clinic. Flight Bike holds flat, is 3.5 pounds, and goes anywhere with you in its own bag, just like sneakers. Fit it, your fitness at work, at home, and when you travel, even on long flights, with Flight Bike. You can learn more about Flight Bike at www, excuse me, www.flightbike.com. That's F-L-Y-T-E-B-I-K-E.com. And for our listeners, you can get free shipping if you are interested with the code FBFREESHIP. That's FBFREESHIP. So take a look at Flight Bike. It's uh, really cool. I have one. I have one for my mother-in-law. It works. And I encourage you, the listeners, that if you're seeking something that you want to use while you're at your desk, this is the perfect perfect option to keep the uh, circulation going. And at least you're doing something to burn some calories. Without further ado, we're going to be talking today with Jeff Hoffman about the power of entrepreneurship for sustainable success. And before we introduce Jeff, Jeff is a serial entrepreneur in the internet, technology, and entertainment industries. He has founded, co-founded, and been the CEO of numerous startups and larger companies, and has led his companies through acquisitions and public offerings. These companies are Priceline.com, UBid.com, CTI, and many others. Jeff was inducted into the Entrepreneur Hall of Fame by the CEO Council and has been a board member of numerous international entrepreneurship organizations. He travels the world mentoring and speaking to entrepreneurs globally. These would be all over the world like Egypt, Malaysia, Peru, Algeria, Spain, and more. Currently, Jeff is the co-founder and partner at Color Jar, the ID accelerator that helps entrepreneurs to launch and grow their businesses. Jeff has produced feature films such as Cabin Fever, hosted music concerts and tours with individuals like Elton John, Boys to Men, and others, and sponsored charity events uh, throughout the world and serves on boards of both businesses and nonprofits in the U.S., Europe, Asia, and Africa. I could keep going on. Without further ado, we'd like to welcome Jeff Hoffman to the show. Jeff, how are you doing? 
I'm doing really well on this uh, snowy week, as you said. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, yeah, you're in the Midwest, so uh, yeah, I think this weather is, uh, this this snow is everywhere. I I just came back from California. I was in San Diego uh, end of last week, and even there it was uh, unseasonably cool. I mean, it was like in the, the low 60s for San Diego and a little rainy, so it seems like this cold weather just kind of came on late and it doesn't want to let go. It definitely does not. Let's hope it lets go soon, though, so everybody can enjoy their spring break. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's right around the corner. So today, you know, Jeff, you know, I've had the the opportunity to see your presentations twice in the area of power of entrepreneurship. And every time I listen, I always walk away with something new. And, you know, here at Sustainable Success, you know, our, our audience are going to be individuals that are obviously looking to make a difference. They want to be able to strike a balance with uh, you know success in their business as well as in their personal lives, with their wellness, with their relationships, but also they want to give back. They really want to make a difference not only with the products and services they provide, but also helping to encourage others to embrace entrepreneurship because it's entre- entrepreneurship that obviously makes the world go around. So I'd like to like to, you know, have you talk about you know a little bit about the really the core foundation about uh, behind the power of entrepreneurship and really what is the overall message that you're looking to deliver to individuals that are looking at entrepreneurship as part of their lifestyle? Absolutely. And, and you know, I'm going to start with saying this. I kind of don't like the word entrepreneur anymore. Um, and I'll tell you why. It got a, a sort of a bad branding, especially in the U.S., because when I ask people about entrepreneurship, if they want to be an entrepreneur, too many people think that means they have to build an app or start an internet company. Uh, entrepreneurship got connected with tech, uh, and it misleads people. And, you know, if I was going to rename it, I would name entrepreneurship self-determination. Entrepreneurship uh. is it's a tool set, and it's a mindset for sort of envisioning uh, a change you want to make in the world, a product you want to create, an idea you want to bring to life, or, you know, for your listeners, the life that you want to have, and then just designing it. That's what entrepreneurs do. They say, this is, I see the, the world as it is today, but I see the future as I want it to be. And they're the people that go out and build things the way they want them to be. So I think that's the first step to realize that it's the mindset and it's the tool set of self-determination that lets you sort of design the life that you really wanted to live. Jeff, uh, Jeff, you're spot on. I mean, I'm a big believer in mindset. As a, as a life and business strategist, I work with entrepreneurs and building a clear foundation where they have the right mindset to implement the right habits and disciplines and behaviors that would enable them to have sustainable success. So you talked about mindset. I mean, is this is something that I sometimes, I guess, people that are looking to get into, you know, businesses or start a movement that is going to create value. Sometimes they go into it, you know, putting the cart before the horse. They, they may not have the right mindset. What would you suggest to anyone that might be struggling in maybe their their movement or what they're working on, their project, or if they are an entrepreneur, what would you encourage them to do to, to kind of look at their mindset and some ways to adjust that? So uh, they're doing one of the first ones right now, listening to your show. Um, Great. And I'm going to take that a step further by saying that a lot of times, so as I work with entrepreneurs all over the country and all over the world, a lot of times part of what affects their mindset is the people around them. And uh, sometimes that just requires an upgrade and, and, and finding those kind of people. You know, I wrote down one day this thought that occurred to me, which was this. 
that we get our advice from proximity, not from relevance. Uh, the mm. people around you, it might be, you know, husband, wife, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, or friends. The people physically close to you are the ones you're telling your idea to and you're talking about what you're working on. And these are the people that might be giving you uh, false encouragement. It's a great idea when it's not. Or the case that I see more often, they're negative. They don't see yeah. it and they don't think it's going to work and they're bringing you down. And the reason why is they're not an entrepreneur. They don't have that DNA. So you're getting your mindset, you're letting it be impacted by people that you shouldn't let impact you, but they're the people you're around every day. The way to solve that is to just do the work to surround yourself or connect yourself with other entrepreneurs, other people who have your mindset, other people maybe who have already achieved success. Get yourself around more positive thinking so that you have people who have that mindset. And when you bring up an idea, they don't say, of course, it's easy, but they always say, there's probably some way to do it. Let's figure it out. When most people's default, it probably won't work, so you shouldn't even try it. So I think that's the biggest thing. Start surrounding yourself with more people that already have the right mindset and let them influence you. No, that's so true. And when, when you talk about the right people, would you go a step further to say that you should you know, look for someone that aligns with your values, perhaps maybe your strengths? It doesn't have to be all your strengths, but somebody that has those values and has the, a similar vision to you, or maybe not. I just wanted to get your insight on that. No, I, I am absolutely so glad that you said that because I 100% agree with you. When people go out and look, especially for a mentor, but when you look for the people to surround yourself with and people say to me, you know, I want to find a mentor uh, that will help me with my mindset and help me with my plan, I always tell them the best way to find one is not to look for somebody who's been in aerospace for 30 years because yours is an aerospace product or healthcare to find someone that you want to be like when you grow up. And that is exactly what you said. That's values, right? What does this person stand for? What do they believe in? What did they do with their success? How did they make the world around them a better place? Find someone you admire, someone you literally look at and say, I want to be like him or her when I grow up. And that's the person you want to be around. And that's the person you want for your mentor. Focus on the values way more than the resume. Uh, absolutely. That's, uh, that's powerful. And, you know, I know with, uh, with color jar, you know, you, you know, being an idea accelerator, you work with a lot of, you know, motivated, inspiring people that really want to, you know, get their, their idea and, and their, their service, you know, that's something that solves a problem. What, how do you go about like, you know, you being a mentor to many, describe a little bit about how you work with individuals to, you know, help them, motivate them to carry out their mission. Sure. So it's kind of in two parts. The first part is trying to understand why are you doing this, right? That's the first thing I always get to is the why. You're launching this company. You're designing this product. Uh, you're signing yourself up as an entrepreneur for you know, a lifestyle that has risk and uncertainty. Um, and so the question is the hard work. So the question is why? What, was the, what is the goal? What are you trying to do and why are you doing this? That's the first thing it's important to understand because a lot of times, People finish telling me what the goal was and why they were doing it, and then I say, well, then you're not even doing the right thing. If that was your goal, I'm not even sure why you went this specific direction to achieve that goal. Instead of just asking people, what are you trying to build and let me help you build one, ask them why they were even trying to build it so you can make sure you're steering them the right way. And then I think the second part in that relationship is I always try to really focus on, on short-term measurable progress. Um, 
How do we define, you know, especially as a mentor, mentee, how do we define a set of milestones so that we're always moving forward? The worst thing that happens is long chunks of time go by that you didn't get much done and you just feel like you're failing or at least that you're not succeeding. So I think it's more important to sit down together and define a set of steps that every time you meet, even if it's a small step, it's progress. You've moved a little bit forward every time. That really helps on both sides. It helps me as a mentor see that you're actually getting this done and that you're not wasting your time and your life, and it helps you as an entrepreneur feel accountable. i got to meet with Jeff in 30 days from now, and I promise I'd have these things done. So focusing on why you're doing this and focusing on on a continu- I usually do a rolling 90-day window of milestones. Every 90 days, something relatively significant should get done. Uh, that makes sense. And I, I liked what you talked about, you know, you know, obviously acknowledging the progress because a lot of times I feel, and I, you know, I've been there before where you get caught up in the outcome. You know, you're so focused on the outcome, but yet we really are, we lose the focus of being in the process. And obviously that's where success lies. It's in the process. And if we're not present in the moment, embracing those little, you know, areas that we're making progress, then we can become overwhelmed and we can kind of lose track of the outcome because we're caught up in it itself. So that's so true. So what are the, some of the things that you do? Like, you know, if you could just talk to the readers or to the listeners here that, um, that how to keep them kind of present in what, what they're doing at that moment. You mean in terms of achieving those? Well, again, yeah, like if they're working on a, on a certain goal, like they're not jumping ahead. They're like, you know, they're doing taking one step at a time to where, you know, following a game plan that you have that you're working with them on. Sure. So I think one of the biggest things for that, trying to make as many milestones quantifiable. Mm-hmm. And by the way, quantifiable for a reason. Like I'm going to make up just a dumb example, but just to illustrate the point that, uh, that if you are – the next significant milestone has to mean something. There was a time, I'll just use the, the internet example. There was a time on an online site that if you got 10,000 users, for some reason, the whole industry would look at you. Advertisers wouldn't talk to you if you had 10,000. Fund investors wouldn't talk to you if you had 10,000. For a bit, that was a magic number. So my point of that would have been, it's, you know, that, that if 10,000 is, is getting 10,000 users on your site, is the milestone that causes your business to go to the next level, now people are looking at you, taking you seriously, then let's talk about the steps, physical, measurable things, how are we going to get to 2,500, then 5,000, and how are we going to get to 10,000? So I constantly focus on not just the next arbitrary milestone, but the next thing that moves you forward. Uh, Another example would be a reference customer, as we say, which would mean some brand name. If you're selling something to retail and you could get Kohl's Department Store to place an order. Then you'd be able to tell every other store, Kohl's buys my product, and it's a credible brand name. So if that's the milestone that really changes your business, we should be really focused on the steps between now and getting Kohl's to say yes. So that's what I try to focus on. Let's get a milestone in front of us that, that changes the business or gets you to the next level, and let's constantly talk about what we have to do to get that milestone to happen before we get to the next level. Yeah, so true. And I think, like you said, you know, the key is, you know, like with the event that I last saw you at City Summit, City Gala, you know, there's many events like that. I mean, this is, those are great areas or great events to, you know, show up to meet people where you may meet, you know, your next mentor, the person that really resonates with your values. And I, 
think a lot of times when people are left to their own device and they're operating on their own, they can kind of get lost along the way. And it's always really so important to have a mentor. Uh, Can you talk a little bit? We have a a couple minutes to the break. Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about who your mentor was as you were going through this process back in the day? Sure. My first mentor, interestingly enough, was, was a boss that I had. And I didn't realize what a mentor he was, and, and that was my brief stay in corporate America, until I quit and went out on my own, my first entrepreneurial effort, and realized I kept hearing his words uh, all the time. So this is a guy named Roger, and I worked in an engineering company. But for example, when I was trying to explain, he was telling me how important it is in the world not just to have a good idea, but if you can't communicate it, your good idea will go nowhere. So he talked to me about the power of, of communication skills. You've got to be able to explain to people in a clear and compelling way what you're trying to do or you'll never, get, you'll never get employees, you'll never get customers, you'll never get media because no one understands what you're doing. So you know what he used to do? He would take, when I'd put together a presentation, he would take the slides of the PowerPoint, let's say, and he would cross off on each sentence, he'd cross off half the words. And he'd say, does this still say the same thing? And I'd say, well, yeah, I guess so. And then he'd cross off half the words again. And he'd say, does it still make the same point? And we'd do that until it didn't make sense. Then he'd back up one level and say, those are all the words you needed. And I realized I got to be a much more effective communicator because of his mentorship. He would constantly beat me up over my communications and help me focus on getting right to the point as quickly and simply as I could. And later... When I was out, you know, trying to get investors and trying to convince people my idea was good, people kept saying, wow, that makes sense. We totally get it. I would have never gotten there had he not taken time as a mentor. And that's just one example of the way he mentored me. But it was so significant to my early development to have a mentor take an interest in what I was doing and help me get it right. No, it's so true. And, and, and we learned so much. And again, it's not always it has to be somebody that's a high-profile person. And when somebody thinks, oh, Tony Robbins, he's my mentor. Okay, everybody knows Tony Robbins. But it could sometimes be someone that, you know, is not familiar to the public, but yet you learn so much. And I've had a, several mentors throughout my years, and some of them were, you know, were not known to the world. But yet their experiences, you know, resonated with me and really got me through some difficult times. And what I've become today be based upon that experience and their mentorship really made a difference. So, so true. So uh, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're with Jeff Hoffman. We'll be uh, going to break, but we'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. 
You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're talking to with Jeff Hoffman, uh, the power of entrepreneurship for sustainable success. Uh, Again, uh, we're learning a lot from Jeff here about, you know, what goes behind the power of entrepreneurship. It always starts with mindset. So if you're just joining us, you can listen to that first leg of the show on demand, which will be available later today at the Voice America Influencer Channel or at the Sustainable Success Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We highly encourage you to check it out. Feel free to leave some comments and we'll be happy to address any questions that you do have there. So, Jeff, when we, when we were talking about the power of entrepreneurship, you say something powerful in your presentation. You talk about entrepreneurship is about problem solving. I think a lot of times people get caught up in, you know, in the product itself or the service itself and the features of what it does, but really it's about solving problems. Can you shed some insight for the listeners about, you know, what, what goes behind about problem solving with entrepreneurship? Chris, you are so right. So many times I, people show me something and it's a solution looking for a problem. I say, what is this thing? And they say, oh, it's so cool. And I say, right, but who needs it to do what, right? Who will buy this to solve what problem? They're like, I don't know yet, but I thought it was cool. Um, So many solutions looking for problems. But let me say this. The most successful entrepreneurs, and I've been blessed enough to work with them, and I I have a lot of friends who have been successful entrepreneurs, or just study them. And here's one of the things that they do, as simple as this is, Chris, that no one else does. When you see a problem in life, I'll make up an example. You're standing in line 
You have to run an errand and lunch. You have an hour for lunch, and it, uh, the line's three hours long. What people do is they go back and complain. How was, you know, how was your day? It was horrible. Those idiots made me stand in line for three hours, and it should have taken an hour. Everybody complains. What entrepreneurs do is they stop in that moment. And the reason I'm telling you this is for your listeners, yeah. next time you find yourself complaining about a problem, stop and do this. What they do is they say, is this a big problem? Does this bother a lot of people? And if the answer is yes, then they do the second thing. They say, man, is there some way to solve it that just no one's figured out yet? And they do the research. And if they think the answer is yes, I could solve this, then they own it. They take it, you know, they say, I'm, gonna, I'm not leaving until this thing is fixed. My first, you know, one of the first products I was involved in, as you've heard me talk about before, was check-in kiosks at airports. And that came from standing in a long line and missing a flight and saying, this is ridiculous. Why can't I just check myself in? And then we created a product that, you know, uh, sold all over the world. A, a, a couple of other examples, you know, there was a friend of mine that was always lost. Uh, he, he, he's uh, uh, Lars is Danish uh, from Copenhagen, from Denmark. Lars was always lost. And he uh, uh, realized, stood there one day and said, who else? Everybody's lost in their car all the time. And he started thinking there's got to be some way to fix this problem of being lost when, when, and the answer wasn't paper maps. And he started, you know, so he started researching it. And basically Lars decided that there are satellites that could see you. And if they could see you, they could see where they're going. You're going. If they could see where you're going, they could tell you how to get there. And Lars is actually the guy that created Google Maps, not Google. That was the product they acquired oh, wow. uh, from somebody who invented it because he said, this is a problem that affects a lot of people and I'm going to solve it. So, that mindset of saying, what is a real problem that bothers people, it's even better. I heard the guy that created Pandora telling the story one day of, he was just trying to find a song to listen to, and there was no way to find a song that was, quote, like another song that he liked. Uh, so uh, uh, he wrote some code to do that, and that became Pandora. Again, next time you are in a problem that's a real problem that affects a lot of people that no one else has solved, well, everybody else goes home to complain. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, go do the research and say, can I fix this? Oh, God, that is powerful. So, hey, listeners, did you hear that? How many of us throughout the course of a day, a week, a month, or even a year, how often do we complain about something? But see, if you're a real entrepreneur or, as Jeff coined, self-determined, right, that you're able to kind of see, go beyond the complaining stage and begin to see where there's a problem because when you're able to see the problem you're able to come up with ideas that will help solve the problem and you can solve somebody's problem especially at a mass level your product or services are going to be in a position to succeed much higher than one that you just thought hey this is a cool thing and I think people are going to love it so I mean that is so powerful Jeff that I think a lot of times people take for granted something so simple but yet we get caught up in the negative and, and we just default to complaining. You're right. And you know what else we wind up thinking? We think, well, somebody must be working on this. Somebody must have fixed it. And if there is, you know, Chris, you, I think you heard me say this before, too, on, on stage. Uh, I had these four words, four words written down in my office. It says this. It says, there is no they. And the reason that I always say that is because people say, is, well, God is working on this. They must be fixing this. They must know about this problem. What is this mysterious they? People always think they are going to fix it. And the truth is, 
if everybody that's looking at a problem says, well, they probably know about this, then no one's fixing the problem because everybody's assuming somebody else is. They are fixing it. So I wrote down these words long ago in my life. I wrote down, there is no they. Don't assume that someone knows about this problem and they're going to fix it because so many other, so many startups would have never been started if people shrugged and said, I'm sure they are working on this. Um, it's you. Take ownership for it. No, you made it. And this goes right back to what you talked about in the, in the you know, first leg of the show about mindset. So when you have that right, right mindset and you're able to be clear in the moment and be able to see, well, there's a problem, instead of just jumping to the conclusion, well, somebody's probably working on it, that maybe there is a way to solve this problem. Now, maybe somebody did, but hey, let's check it out. Let's look into it and see what's being done. And if it is being done, so be it, but maybe it could be done better. And that's right. the Don't beauty assume. about what separates. Yeah, never assume, exactly. So powerful, and that's such a, that's a key nugget. Uh, the audience, I think, is going to really really chew on here today and those that will listen on demand. Uh, Jeff, you also talk about, you know, entrepreneurs that are game changers. What separates, you know, what is the difference between a game changer and just say somebody that's just an entrepreneur itself? Like, what, what are- Excellent, excellent question. And I think the difference is this. What most people do when they're trying to make a difference or, or build something or create something is they tend to look at that industry, Right. I work in healthcare. I work in automotive, you know, in transportation. So I'm going to go look at the taxi industry and I'm going to see how I can improve it. What people do is they look at what is today in an industry to see how do they improve it. The game changers do something different. The game changers go out and research good ideas from all kinds of different industries. And they say, is there any way I could take great ideas from other parts of the world and recombine them? in a way no one else ever has before. So if you want to be a game changer, stop staring at the industry you want to change. Step away and go look at a bunch of other industries and say, have any of them come up with ideas in the world that I could be the first person to bring to my industry? And the, you know, the great example of that was talking to Travis one day and about the fact that this is not a guy that stared at a taxi and said, can I build a better taxi company? This is a guy that researched the sharing economy. Right? And he researched trends in home-based business. He researched micropayments. And he researched you know, geolocation. And at the end, he said, I could combine all those things to create a new kind of taxi company that's so innovative, he doesn't even own cars, right? Uber's the world's biggest taxi company now. They don't own a single car. Um, exactly. He would have never come up with that idea of staring at taxis. He came up with that idea because he combined all these new ideas in a way no one ever combined them before. So that's what you got to do if you want to be a game changer. Go look at a lot of industries and steal the best ideas from each of them and recombine them in a way that no one thought of in your industry. That is so true. I mean, again, like if you if you caught up in one industry, like if you were just in the aerospace industry and you're looking for new ways to disrupt technology, you know, you got to go beyond that. I mean, it's been done before. I've seen sometimes, you know, innovative things that have happened in the automotive industry. And a lot of that can be transferable to aerospace, you know, even though it's not direct, but there are a lot of things you could do. But had you just been focused on that one industry, you might have missed the boat. And that's so that's so powerful. Can you talk a little bit about you? And I know you mentioned you talked a little bit about, you know, Uber, you know, being a game changer. And obviously that they are. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have Lyft and some other 
you know, uh, Airbnb, Airbnb and those types of uh, businesses. Can you talk about some some game changers that really have stood out for you? Well, those are definitely some of the biggest ones. I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, some of them now are, uh, are for example, they're coming in new industries. Um, there are people refocusing. I'll tell you one, actually, a really good example. In medical technology, I was talking to the CEO of a major hospital, and he was telling me how much of, their, of the base of their revenue stream, surgery is the big money, but the consistent cash cow money is procedures. I said, like what? He said, like, if your doctor says you need an EKG so he can check your heart, you send you to a hospital or medical clinic uh, to go get an EKG. And then they send the results back for them to read it. So here I am walking around. This was the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. And there's like a table there uh, and a kid, basically, 20-something years old. I mean, like a, a very basic booth. And I was like, what do you have? And he said, here, pick it up. Try it. It was cables. There was cables on the table and an iPhone. And I said, what do I do? He said, plug the cables into the iPhone and tap the app. And you tap the app, and it tells you where to stick the cables onto your chest. Then you hit a button, and it's like you're taking your own EKG. Using the iPhone, plugging in a set of cables on an app, and it transmits the data to the doctor the same as the hospital does. But I was like, holy crap. All these hospitals make billions of dollars because people have to come in for certain procedures. Oh, yeah. And technology is going to enable them to do some of these procedures at home, it's going to completely rewrite the industry. Uh, I was just blown away that there was an app that would help me set up, you know, to, to do some of these readings myself without having to drive to a hospital and pay $200. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, it, it affects so many things. You think about the insurance industry, you know, health insurance are, are, I mean, the rates are sky high. I mean, a lot of people are paying more for health insurance than they do their own mortgage. So if you think about some of these disruptive technologies that are happening and because they've been able to, you know, they came from game changers, it just really trickles down to other areas that really help to make the world a better place. I mean, and, it, and in this case, something like this could help, you know, lower insurance rates at some point, or at least Absolutely. I hope so. Absolutely, a big ripple effect. And, and again, a lot of these things, uh, you know, put, put a lot of the things that we spent a lot of money on that we didn't need to because we had no way to get those things. We're able to do a lot more of that at home. Banks are having the same thing, right? We can do so much on our app now that some of the basic services the bank used to charge us a lot for, we just don't need them for anymore. So I, I, there'll be some, a lot more game-changing. I think healthcare will be a big one, and education will be another big one. The whole way that we acquire knowledge and learn, I see so many people working on educational apps that will help me acquire knowledge and learn new things without using the traditional higher ed model. And so higher ed is yeah. going to have to, that's one of the industries that's going to have to really take a hard look uh, as these game game changing ideas and how they can incorporate them. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to jump. You mentioned in the power of entrepreneurship. You talk a little. You talk about entrepreneurship is not a goal. You know, when people think about entrepreneurship, like, oh, we got to have goals, right? But you talk. You say that it's not a goal. It's a tool. Can you t- describe that? What you mean by that to the listeners? Absolutely, because. I get people because it will call me and say, hey, guess what? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and now I'm one. And I'll say, what does that mean? And they'll say, well, I have an office. I have a business card. I have a logo and I have a website. I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm like, you have everything but an idea. 
right? A problem to solve, something to change in the world. Um, being an entrepreneur is not the goal. Making something better in the world is the goal. Mm, and yeah. the best entrepreneurs are so focused on that problem that everything that wraps around it, being an entrepreneur was never the goal to fix the thing. I'll tell you, when, I was, when we were building those first airline airport check-in kiosks, uh, you get your boarding pass now. I just remember one day we were working, a uh, buddy of mine that works in the finance industry said, hey, got some good news and bad news. And I was like, what's the good news? And he said, I told a friend of mine who's an investor what you're working on, and he wants to give you guys some money. I said, what's the bad news? And he said, you don't even have a checking account set up for this thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? All I want to do is get rid of the lines in airports. All I want to do is make these kiosks work. And he said, yeah, you're so focused on the problem that you didn't even think of that. And I said, well, go get me a checking account. And he said, yeah, more bad news. And I said, what? He said, you don't, haven't even, you don't even have a business. You didn't even incorporate the company or anything yet. I can't do that. So focusing on the problem that you want to solve almost obsessively uh, is what the best entrepreneurs do. Being an entrepreneur is just I have to do that because I want to solve this problem. I have to learn a set of skills so that I can build a business, so I can build a product and finance it and market it and sell it and service it. But the goal was whatever your goal was, to get rid of lines in airports. So wow. what I talk about in problem solving is, is the focus should be on the thing in the world you want to make better and the entrepreneurship part of it is just what you have to do to get there. It's so true. And I think, you know, like I said, I mean, there's, there's a lot. Nowadays, you find a lot of programs that are teaching entrepreneurs these types of skills. Uh, you know, even universities are, are offering programs right now. But I still think there's, there's more to be done here. And, and so we have about a minute have to break. What would be real quick, Jeff, in your eyes, what we could do in order to really get this message across to people that are currently in entrepreneurship or aspiring to be an entrepreneur to learn how to become problem solvers and and really focus in that area? So I think the answer is in two words, it's experiential learning. Um, to get some experience, even universities need to do more of this, partnering with startups and partnering with businesses so I'm out of the classroom or I'm out of my office and I'm watching somebody that's really solving a problem. I'm getting experiential learning by sitting with someone that actually solves real problems and seeing what they do. Uh, whether that's an internship, a co-op kind of job, get some real experience sitting around actual companies that are solving problems and watch how it's done. That's, that's so powerful. I mean, real examples, not just theory, but just obviously you know, taking people out there to see what's being done. That's so true. So again, uh, you know, we're listening to Jeff Hoffman. We're getting some really key insights to the power of entrepreneurship. Again, it all starts with mindset. And again, you know, talking about entrepreneurship is not the goal. It's solving problems. It's a tool to solve problems. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to Jeff a little bit about his travels and some other areas that uh, as uh, aspiring entrepreneurs that we need to bring that value to others as it's not just a job, but it's a lifestyle. So we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're here with Jeff Hoffman, and we're discussing the power of entrepreneurship for sustainable success. So some of the key points that we had talked about are, you know, looking at the mindset. That is the foundation to the power of entrepreneurship. We have to have the right mindset in order to go forward with the ability to solve problems because that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's solving problems. And as uh, Jeff clearly had stated, you know, entrepreneurship is not a goal. It's a tool. And again, it's a tool to solve those problems to make the world a better place. Now, that being said, with making the world a better place, Jeff, you, you've uh, traveled around the world, you know, Egypt, Malaysia, Peru, Algeria, Spain. You know, you're actively involved in a lot of events like City Gala, City Summit that, you know, give back to charities and so forth. I'd like to get your input, you know, about when you go to these countries and how you inspire people, I mean, in these cases in some third world countries, you know, the power of entrepreneurship and how it can make a difference in their communities? So the first part is what we've been talking about today, which yeah. is that mindset. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of places, and, and you know, in our own country as well, but in a lot of these countries I travel to, 
people do what I was talking about earlier. They say, man, they should fix this. They complain about a problem, and they don't do anything, and they wait for the government or I don't know who it is they're waiting for to fix it. So the first step is instilling the mindset, and what I ask them is, well, what would have to be done to fix the problem? And the first thing they say is, I don't know, because they've never thought about it. And I say, well, let's just pretend it was your problem. What would you do? And we start, I, you know, we go to a whiteboard or a piece of paper. And I say, this thing you keep complaining about that you want to make better, let's talk about it. And, and I push them a little bit and say, well, just start somewhere. Let's start solving it, see if we can deconstruct the problem and see if we can come up with a solution. Then they get into it and they say, oh, wow. And I say, what? And they say, I actually have an idea. I think I could fix this. So that's the first part is to get people to take ownership, that entrepreneurial mindset. And suddenly they get all excited because they say, I know a way to fix this. And then you tell them that you should own this problem. And then the entrepreneurship part comes in because suddenly they have an idea for a product or service, something they want to fix, but they need the whole entrepreneurial skill set of building teams, of planning projects, of schedules and budgets, and later even of marketing your, your solution. Uh, that's when they realize they need help with all that. And that's when we can talk about the skill set and the tool set of entrepreneurship. But not until somebody takes ownership of a problem and realizes you actually could fix it. Um, and that's what's exciting when I'm in some of these places and they tell me the problems in the country they live in. And by the time we're done, they suddenly realize for the first time they actually could be the solution to those problems. And they get all excited. They want to launch a company or a product to go fix things around them. Absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, you, you made a great point because I think you know, unless I'm speculating, but you know, a lot of times in these countries, you know, it's it people have been conditioned that everything is done for them. You know, that you know, who am I to say that I can solve a problem? You know, we're just used to having things taken care of for us. I mean, we do our part, but we usually, when there's a problem, somebody else is responsible for taking care of that. And I think the message that you bring, you know, when you go to these countries, is that. We have to take ownership. Somebody's got to step up and take ownership to solve problems, whether if it's very small, if it's in a, in a small community. I know when I saw your presentation at City Summit, you know, you were in Peru. OK, You're, you were on in, in, the, in the hills of Peru and in this really poor area. And, you know, some of the things that you were able to do, even some of the small things that could make improvements to, to enrich their lives. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, that experience and, and sure. this, yeah. Yeah, so that's a perfect example. And by the way, you weren't wrong at all. In so many of these countries, they're conditioned that somebody will do it. And so they just sit there and wait, and they sit there and wait in their poor conditions instead of fixing it. So that's the case in Peru, that a lot of people live, this particular trip was outside of Lima, Peru, and a lot of the people live, you know, most of the country is poor, and they live in horrible conditions, and a lot of them live in, quote, houses that are kind of made out of debris and trash that they were able to assemble around them. So they have some kind of roof over their head, and it's, it's, you know, it's pretty horrifying conditions. And one of the people I met there was a young uh, girl named Mariana who uh, was trying to figure out, how do we get out of this? What breaks the cycle of this poverty and this poor living? And the, the harsh truth in a lot of parts of the world, but especially down there in South America, is that if families can scrape together some money, they send their sons to the city to go to school, to get education, to get a job. But young girls in South America, they typically don't get the opportunity. Uh, you know, their job is to just raise a, uh, uh, do the same thing that mother did, you know, live in these horrible yep. uh, sort of slum cities and raise a family. And this young girl said, 
since we don't get op- educational opportunities for these young women, I want to create it. She literally had the idea entirely on her own to create a coding school to teach young South American girls, these young Peruvian girls, how to write code so they would learn a skill set in a school that she would create so that they could go get a job and, and live better and make some money and take care of their families. And she created that, right? When I was down there, my job, uh, and hopefully every entrepreneur's job, is to find people like that and teach them the skills of entrepreneurship because she said, I can make things better for young girls in South America. I just don't know how. I have the idea. I don't have the skill set for building because this is a company. I'm going to build a school. Um, and so that's kind of what I spend my time doing is, is mentoring people like here. Here's, here is the tool set of entrepreneurship. Here's how you start a company and put all these pieces together and raise a little money and everything. And it's just amazing because today, four or five years later, uh, she is, runs coding school that she built all over Peru, and she's launching them in all the neighboring South American countries and hundreds and hundreds of young teenage girls in South America that had no educational path and no future out of the slums now have great high-paying jobs writing code and building websites and taking care of their families. That is the example of the power of entrepreneurship. If you teach people how to take their idea and turn it into a thriving and actually money-making business, they can change lives all around them uh, just like that young girl. Yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, like getting back to the, you know, we talked about how people are conditioned that, you know, hey, this is the way my life is. This is how things have always been. And you talk about, you know, it just sometimes takes somebody to step up and, you know, and talk to them just to let them know that, you know, you have everything it takes to, you know, make a difference in your community. You just have to take responsibility and really, truly believe in it. And again, that gets back to the mindset that you talked about earlier that, a lot of times they just don't have that because you know, it, it was there was never a foundation to, to begin with. And when you can get somebody like this young lady, Mariana, to pivot like that, you know, that is huge because that has a ripple effect because she's going to, you know, empower and enrich other women that may have other ideas to do the same. So, so and, powerful. And for, you know, that is uh, so true and not just for, you know, living in South America or Africa, right? For our listeners, Wherever you are, uh, whatever, look around and see what problems there are in your community. There's another, in your community. And take yep. ownership. There's another young woman. Her name is Alpha. She lives in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, and she built a thing called Rising Tide, which is a school to teach people like inner, single, inner city single moms how to start businesses so they can take care of their kids. Wherever you are, whatever problems are in your community, look around and say, you know what? I'm going to take ownership of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it is, is the, the, is the ownership that sometimes people feel they're not entitled to take ownership. They, again, gets back to the mindset. And I think, again, with the power of entrepreneurship and what you're doing when you're out there speaking at, you know, entrepreneurial events, you're out there talking at universities and schools. I mean, I think that's where, obviously, where the schools is even important because, you know, we can get to these these kids at a young age and, and begin to kind of shift their mindset that every many things are possible when you take responsibility. That it, you know, you can't just assume that somebody else is going to fix a problem. You know, you you know, a lot of people have great ideas, but they never ever go anywhere because they don't take responsibility to do anything with it. 
And that's so that powerful. That's exactly right. I think I might have, uh, you might have heard me say this before, but I have a, uh, another sign written on the wall that says, ideas are welcome, but executions are shipped. The reason I say that is, Everybody rings my doorbell with an idea, and very few people actually do anything about their ideas. It's all in the execution. It's great that you have an idea, but go do something with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, getting back to, like, I mean, um, you know, looking at where entrepreneurship is today, you know, and you, know, and you call it, you coined it self-determination. Where do you see the next level of it going forward? I mean, what, what, what is that going to look like? So I think there's a couple of things. One is, uh, and you brought it up earlier. Um, one is more entrepreneurial education. What I do have an idea. We, you know, let's say you and I inspire a listener who says, "I do have an idea. I just don't know where to start. I've never built anything before." Um, more, more education. You know, more shows like yours, um, and you know, more programs like we talked about, experiential learning, partnerships yep. between universities and schools and real businesses. But I think another part of it is bringing it down age-wise. We have to start raising kids who don't just complain, but start looking at problems and saying, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to fix that. Instead of, instead of them accepting the fact that, like you said, people, you said it perfectly, Chris, people don't think they have the, the, the right. I'm not allowed to address this thing, right? They're afraid that they can't. We've got to change that mindset. And we've got to teach entrepreneurship to younger age kids so they understand that you don't have to accept the world exactly the way it is. You can be the one to fix it. And when they start thinking that at a younger age, they'll feel they won't have to worry about the entitlement. They'll say, they won't say, you know, why not? They'll, I mean, they won't say, why am I allowed to do this? They'll say, why not? Why not me? Why don't I just go fix that? So I think that's the next part is to start teaching entrepreneurship at younger levels, which, as I mentioned to you, uh, tomorrow I'll be talking uh, – spending the day with high school and college students, but sometimes I even go to middle schools. Um, let's get the mindset of entrepreneurship uh, instilled in our children uh, before it's too late. No, that's true. I think that's so powerful. And I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at, you know, schools and they claim, well, we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget. Well, you know, this is something, again, you know, you look at schools, they don't teach this stuff. And, you know, and entrepreneurship changes lives. You know, I'm not saying that big companies and, you know, certain professions don't because obviously they, everything has a place and, and serves a purpose. But, you know, you know, our world evolves around innovation and creativity. And, and this is something that, you know, like you, Jeff, when you talked about, like when we're, when we're like, you know, in our first few years of our life, you know, you know, as a child, I mean, you're, you're so creative, you know, you think you could do anything in the world. And then somehow along those, along the way, as we grow, we begin to lose touch with that. We begin to kind of adopt certain beliefs that we pick up from our parents or from the media or from other people that we're associated with, and we kind of lose that focus. And this is where this is so powerful that, you know, we have to be able to get into the, you know, get to, in, you know, people at a young age that are oozing with creativity and innovation and that are going to be the next, you know, uh, you know, our next you know, entrepreneurs or game changers that are going to, you know, change the scope of the of way we do business and how we live. And it's so powerful. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I know you've had a busy schedule. You're heading out to Michigan to, to do a, a series of discussions tomorrow there. And uh, 
the information you shared is just off off the charts. I mean, I, I, I took so many notes myself, and I know people listening are doing the same. And and the great thing about sustainable success that is that we are on demand, so people can listen to this anytime. So I know that several people, including myself, I'm going to be going back and listening so I can make sure to pick up things that I, I may have missed. So, Jeff, I want to thank you again for joining us uh, today. And again, we want to thank you listeners as well, you know, that tune in each and every week that join us. Again, you can find us at, on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017 or again, Voice America Influencer Channel. And again, these uh, guest experts are available at your fingertips. Just tune in and you can listen to anytime. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Chris, and I hope our listeners will go out and find a problem to solve themselves. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and thank you, listeners, and we'll be back next Wednesday, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.